Hey everyone, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about asteroids and it's a really cool topic. But before we begin, I want to say a big thank you to all the nicknames were taken, a reviewer on iTunes uh, who left us a really nice review this last week. Aw, well what did he say? He or she said... Just listened to my first episode. I consider myself moderately educated on many things, uh, but this was so cool. Although I knew most of what you said about vitamin D, I did learn a few new things. And my daughter is 12, and I'm going to have her subscribe too, so we can discuss the topics together. She's going to love it for sure. Ah, that's really, really nice and thoughtful. Thank you. So, to this week's topic. Here's where we start. Why does NASA want to catch an asteroid and send samples of that asteroid back to Earth. Wow, what a question to start. Uh, that's a really cool topic though, right? Think about it, catching an asteroid. So there are quite a few reasons. Uh, the primary one is just for good research. So it gives us a chance to explore you know, this body in space that we've never been able to study in depth before. Looking at samples of the asteroid may offer insights into its creation and even the creation of the solar system in general. And the second reason is more to prove that actually it could be done, kind of like landing on the moon. So the asteroid they first selected, and I'm sure we'll talk about, is nearby and convenient to access. But a successful capture opens the door to retrieving even more distance and more probably more valuable asteroids too. Ah yes, it opens up the possibilities. Isn't precious metals on asteroids also one of the reasons why uh, they want to try to mine them? Oh yeah, of course. There are many asteroids that contain metals that are rare and pretty precious here on Earth. There are several platinum-rich asteroids that have been discovered, and others have been observed to be rich in other heavy metals. So successful mining would lead the way to a very lucrative and beneficial industry. So the first step here, again, towards mining these asteroids is capturing them. So there was some recent progress on this front, the very first asteroid mission, which was very exciting. You, got, you have to tell us about that. Very exciting. <laughs> yes, yes. So NASA's, NASA's um, asteroid chaser, isn't that a cool, uh, called OSIRIS-REx, it completed the most exciting and key part of its mission pretty recently, uh, meaning October 2020. Uh, depending on when you end up listening to this episode. So it managed to nab rocks using an extendable arm from the surface of the potentially hazardous space rock uh, Bennu. Ah, so they landed on an asteroid and they were able to pick up some of the mm-hmm. uh, the rocks from there. But wasn't there a little bit of a snafu? Oh, I mean, you're dealing with space. <laughs> so yeah, the, the sample was actually so abundant, it started leaking into space. But it's actually okay. They did an early uh, stow maneuver. So the mission team reported on Thursday that it was successful. Now to this asteroid of Bennu, you've got to tell us a little bit more about Mm -hmm. that and also the mission to get there and and bring this material back. Yeah, yeah, sure. So the background here is that uh, Bennu is an asteroid in the Apollo group discovered by the Linear Project all the way back in 1999. And it has a mean diameter of about 490 meters. So it's a pretty large rock, but not that large. And it's relatively close to Earth, which is important. Uh, And by that, I mean the spacecraft 
traveled over 200 million miles. It took four years to get to Bennu. But, you know, in space terms, that's relatively close. So uh, OSIRIS-REx will return its samples to Earth uh, in three years uh, from today, in 2023. So let's pause for a minute and just discuss uh, one difference that always comes up when you're talking about asteroids, which is what is the difference between an asteroid and a meteoroid? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's a different names for different rocks in space. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, an asteroid is essentially a small rocky object that orbits the sun, while a meteor is what happens when a small piece of an asteroid or even a comet uh, called a meteoroid starts burning up upon entering the Earth's atmosphere. Uh, I see. So, okay, how about comets then? Tell us about comets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so comets are kind of like asteroids in the fact that they orbit the sun. But comets are actually a little bit more unique. They are kind of like, a, you want to think about it like dirty space snowballs of actually mostly ice and dust that formed during the birth of the solar system like 4.6 billion years ago. Uh, and most comets actually have a pretty stable orbit in kind of the outer reaches of the solar system past, you know, past Neptune. Uh, and it's in a region we call the, the is it the Kuiper Belt? Right. So um, back to asteroids, uh, one of the reasons why we're talking about this today is because uh, just two days ago, um, there was an asteroid that was headed our way, I believe. Um, I think it's asteroid 2018 VP1. Yes, yes indeed. Uh, if you caught wind of this piece of news, the celestial object known as 2018 VP1 was projected to come pretty close to Earth on November 2, 2020. Um, according to the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Near-Earth Objects Study. <laughs> that, that's a uh, cool center. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, and, and luckily, the, that asteroid, uh, it was a very small asteroid, approximately, you know, six and a half feet, and poses no threat to Earth. Uh, NASA even said... If it were to enter our planet's atmosphere, it would probably disintegrate due to its extremely small size. But, you know, we're, they're always looking out for, for those. Uh, in fact, uh, NASA has been directed by the U.S. Congress to discover 90% of the near-Earth asteroids larger than 140 meters in size and reports on asteroids of any size. Well, making sure that we're safe from asteroids uh, brings us to our final question, which is... Did a meteorite kill the dinosaurs? Mmm, classic, classic. So, yes, uh, we know, even know the impact site, uh, known as the, uh, the Chiklub uh, Crater. Sorry, I butchered that name. Uh, but it, basically, there's this giant crater uh, which is centered on the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. So the asteroid is thought to have been between, you know, 10 and 15 kilometers wide. Uh, but the velocity of its collision caused the creation of a much larger crater, almost 150 kilometers in diameter. It's actually the second largest crater on this planet. So most scientists agree that it ultimately killed off like three quarters of life on the planet. Uh, but the exact trajectory and direction of that impact is actually still a topic of debate. So even if it was a really big meteor that killed the dinosaurs on land, um, how about all the other parts of the Earth that were not impacted? Well, so what happened was that it unleashed an incredible amount of climate-changing gases like sulfur to the atmosphere, triggering a whole slew of chain of events that led to the extinction of the dinosaurs. 
Uh, more specifically, you know, the sky would have been darkened extremely by the exploding meteor. Uh, and things like the oceans and water rays, uh, they still need light, right? So and specific temperatures for the food supply to be available. Uh, so for example, if you take one thing like plankton out of the loop, you really collapse it all. So we know that this was among one of the worst case scenarios for the lethality on impact because it put a lot more hazardous debris into the upper atmosphere and just scattered it everywhere. You know, and the very thing that leads to something known as nuclear winter. Got it. So it was all about the climate change then, not just the actual impact. Yep, both work in tandem. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. Did you learn something new? If so, email us at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. To our listeners, and especially this week, all the nicknames were taken, and your daughter, we hope that you learned something. As always, thank you to the wonderful community at r slash eli5 on Reddit. We will see you all next week.